Okay. I can't see the. Okay. Zoom said recording is in progress. Okay. <laughs> so what was the, what was the thing that you wanted to talk about? Uh, like the other day, uh, other day when you messaged me uh, on Instagram, there were a lot of things. I think. Yeah, there were a lot of things. First, you said uh, uh, the topic of perspectivism should be should have been included if I had foretold you about the play I was participating in. Yeah, like uh, give give the quick overview of the play for the people who are going to be listening to this podcast. Okay, so the play basically consists of a um, a room setting in which a family of three, mother, father, and daughter, are mm. sitting and they are watching a TV. on one fine evening and yeah. there is some news going on about a company firing five of its employees okay. uh, because they were transgenders and they demanded for separate toilet facilities okay and then the war of perspectivism going uh, starts and the father is basically like uh, the media is bad the people are bad those who raise the voices are bad because they don't show the whole picture and basically all the stuff like he was logical from his point at yeah. one place but mm. in, uh, in the beginning the daughter was like we should talk about these things and all uh basically the uh, point came where the conflict began from this point okay so the conflict was uh father was speaking of these things from the perspective of reality what yeah. he has seen over the years and what what he knows can happen and cannot happen all right and the daughter was young and she was an enthusiast she was idealistic she was yeah. not that practical so she was putting forward her points now uh, clearly when uh, you will see you will see that there had been some tension between the father and the daughter regarding this thing yeah. and the father is already very like uh, fed up of these uh, discussions and debates which are which were happening in his house with him mm. and with that he was not a very uh, vivid supporter of mental health yeah because he didn't know like much of the so, people like most of the people in yeah. the upper generation yeah so what happens is after a while uh, uh he gets offended offended on some things and the daughter too gets offended on some things and uh, father becomes dismissive then the daughter becomes dismissive and they start like just shouting at each other all right and at last the mother intervenes and she's really really fed up over <laughs> more than so these two people yeah yeah and uh, sick of all the yes. fighting and uh, all the debates going on yeah so and she just interrupts and says that uh, you both are just shouting out your own perspectives not giving a damn about the others yeah and the such type of discussion only brings loud noises not solutions Right. That was the message of the play. Okay. That if you really want a solution, start listening to. Speaking is necessary. It's definitely necessary. 
but start speaking uh, start, start listening, listening as well yeah start listening yeah. the other perspectives ideas and um, yeah yeah and include uh, all those things into your perspectives as well to take out the best of all those things yeah yeah like people need to realize that uh, whatever they think they know or they have it's not ultimate yeah in fact these days people like uh, i see it as an insecurity the desperation to be ultimate it's a very huge insecurity governments around the world uh, they are suppressing dissent they are using democratic procedures to bring out such draconian laws not only mm. in india or china but all over the world this is happening yeah man it happened in america it happened in america america once like uh, uh, not just once maybe it would have happened more times than than we know but have you seen the movie the trial of the chicago 7 no no there's a movie i recommend you uh, to watch it on netflix there's uh, it is there on netflix mm-hmm. and it's an amazing movie i was watching it uh, a month ago and there was a case there was a real case uh, when the vietnam war was going on then uh, a few people started protesting against the war and started protesting for the war to stop and um and there were a lot of protests going on and things were happening and uh, in between all those in the midst of all those events going on the protest went uh, violent a little bit violent and the there was uh, this whole uh, trial went uh, going on about the chicago 7 these were the seven people who were uh, taken out from that protest and they were accused of making the protest violent uh, against the state and uh, in that movie it was shown that uh, the the state the um, the supreme or the court which was uh, in which the hearing was going on the judge and the jury members and most of the people were not even listening to the people they were just there to make the point of the state uh, feel powerful sound powerful hmm. so that is happening all across the world that's that's true yeah this this power the ego these things like i don't know why it's growing man like people are becoming insecure day by day i just see it's all insecurity like if uh, for example if a comedian gets arrested for a few jokes hmm it's definitely insecurity you're so insecure that you are afraid of a bloody clown <laughs> yeah <laughs> well obviously the stand up comedians are not clown because one of those uh, um, like uh, in those trial, trial of chicago 7 there was this one character who was a stand up comedian and uh, he went on to write different books about certain things and he was really smart guy and he used to do a lot of stand up okay. so stand up comedy comedy is a way of um, like presenting the ideas yeah expressing the ideas I'm that is in general that you know i'm just saying in general that uh, comedians are basically jesters uh, clowns or whatever you can uh, say because uh, they don't really go into doing all the social work and bringing out social change etc through their comedies yeah their basic job is to make jokes and make people make laugh, people laugh. yeah yeah so if people are getting afraid from that then god knows what they would they would not be afraid of yeah. and this this fear generates more thirst for power more sense of making it secure for themselves and that's the reason for the whole conflict 
well conflict reminds me like last night we said that humans love conflict <laughs> yes yeah. it's true humans do love conflict that's what i was like in the uh, kissa play and i'm going to link uh, the description uh, uh, give the link of the whole video in the description down below so that people can go and watch that skit i really loved that after watching that and i really uh, loved the way that the whole play was executed and on the top of that uh, the one thing that i wanted to say is that uh, that whole um, play is actually a replica of how the uh cons- the idea the conflict between the debate between conservatism and liberalism is going on in india right now and basically the father according to me the father was a little bit of conservative mentality conservative thought process and the girl was of the liberal uh, thought process so that's why this uh, like the whole debate that they were having then and the uh, the arguments that they were presenting in front of each other were actually in support of these two ideologies and the idea is Uh, most of the ideas in in conservative ideologies and most of the ideas in liberal ideologies are actually making a lot of sense but people the people from either side are not not ready to listen to the people from other side that's what's the that is a big uh, if you that is the whole scenario if you look at it look it into a big picture and that's what was uh, what was replicated in that uh, skit that's what i loved about it um uh, from that i also i am reminded of a concept a way of explaining this right left and center thing yeah. that uh, i came up with okay uh, please do for it for example uh, take this blade okay 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 so you can uh, assume this is the right this is the left and this is center all right okay you can see it as a straight line from here Yeah, I can see. Uh, wait, straight yeah. line from here. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. Just yeah, now that it's in a straight line. Yeah, I can. I I I can see that yeah. why it is. Yeah. Yeah, people usually see these things like a straight line, like here's the right, here's the left, and there's the center. But in okay. actuality, it's like this. The right and the left are actually mirror images of each other. Okay, what is it really called? A paper cutter, right? Yeah, yeah. So I the... came up with a shoe magnet example, a horseshoe magnet example, but I don't have a horseshoe magnet right now. But yeah. I do have this. So, so what? What we use so what, for the people who are listening on uh, the audio version of the of the of this podcast, we're talking about the paper cutter. And uh, for the for the first moment, for the first uh, display, he was holding that paper cutter in a horizontal way, and now he's holding it in a vertical way, which makes a V ki- kind of shape, right? Yeah. So, so basically. uh yeah. if you if you uh for the audio people i would just say this you think that uh, right left and center all fall in a straight line but it's not so right left and center uh, can be pointed on on a u the letter okay. u okay okay people usually think that right left and center are fall on a straight line but it's not so right left and center can be pointed on a u the letter u u for umbrella <laughs> so one end of the uh, upper end of the u is right the other mm-hmm. end is left and the bottom end is center okay that's so not really that's not obviously at at the at the right wing and the left wing there are many things that are just mirror images of each other they're 
core is same just okay. uh, on the two other sides of the spectrum for example extremism there yeah. is extremism in right wings also there is extremism in left wings also communism is also it has also experienced extremism yeah capitalism has also experienced, experienced extremism. extremism yes yeah so this whole idea that there is a right and there is a left and there is a conflict basically they are just two mirror images of each other complementing each other that's all it's actually the fight between the right and the left on one side and the center on the other side. the centers who are trying to keep the balance well basically i don't think that uh, falling on right or left either side is wrong in any manner going on the extremes is really wrong but there are good ideas on both the sides and there are also bad ideas on both the sides you cannot choose all from each side all from one side if someone is completely conservative if he is if he is uh, going uh, totally towards right and taking all the ideologies from from the right then he won't be right on most of the points he won't be correct on most of the points he has to take some ideologies from the left as well because some ideas some arguments that are given by the left is also correct so falling in the center is not what i think is right it's what you have to do is just take ideas from both the side which is uh, which is which feels correct or which sounds correct according to the logic that's what's one once uh, harsher told in one of the articles that he wrote uh, when he was in school that it's not about being on the right or the left it's about being right or wrong well there again comes the argument that what is right or wrong what is right or wrong yeah oh. i i i told uh, told him that that as well like <laughs> you cannot yeah. who de- decide who, who defines right and wrong who defines then right and wrong is it written that this is right and this is wrong according to what logic according to what reasoning oh. well when there are like uh, this again uh, brings me to another point that uh, we need to find common ground bro We need to find a common common ground. Our, yeah, whatever I see that's happening around the world in the news and other things and the society how we are living, we need to get some things clear first. Like what? Like the things, um, for example, like the things, uh, like being in a society. The topic of, uh, uh, say, love marriage. Okay. okay. yeah so that's one of the most famous issues in india right now <laughs> as the society yeah. is growing and like uh, getting a little bit west westernized and stuff like that yeah yeah no it's not no it's not westernized it's the I, thing is that it's a it's a very ancient very idea in ancient. india yeah it's a very yeah. ancient idea that used to be in india but uh, during the middle uh, during the middle era it was discarded and at this point people oh, are st- uh, starting to not discarded see there there are things uh, with the rise of casteism the idea of seeing another person as a human being was discarded there lies the real issue we have stopped seeing other people as human beings uh, whether it's casteism where is uh, take for um, the the gender thing Uh, like yeah. discrimination discrimination on the basis of gender yeah yeah so i 
uh, I was re- recently observing this, like talking to a few people. There were always these uh, like terminologies coming up, like ladka hai, ladki hai, mummy hai, papa hai. उनको ऐसा करना चाहिए. Like they should do the, do some things like this and that. Like they were talking in terms of roles. Yeah. Not actually uh, considering the person involved. Yeah. yeah. considering yeah, that, that happens a lot this, that happens a lot we hear this yeah. we listen this listen to this a lot yeah like it's not, like we are not human beings we are just like they are taking the dialogue of antonio too seriously that uh, the world is the stage and we are all actors in it <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not okay true. that uh, we I think yeah, I think Antonio I think Antonio in the in the play of uh, Merchant of Venice Antonio was suffering from true man syndrome <laughs> because that's the idea of true, true man syndrome people think that th- uh, this world is a st- staged reality and we all are just uh, puppets in the hands of someone else <laughs> Yeah it may be possible <laughs> who knows yeah that is an idea <laughs> we'll have to die to find out <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So what was you uh, what were you getting at by saying that? Yeah, I was I was getting at the fact that we have to start seeing people as purely as human beings first. Like okay. You are a human being. You have stuff, you have hormones, you have feelings, you have emotions. The same mm-hmm. goes for the other person. Like I recently I was watching a video which was talking about the women's pleasure. women's pleasure 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 okay yeah and sacrifices like it's from a very young age it is expected from a woman to make sacrifices whether it is as a sister as a daughter uh, as a wife as a like mother as a mother so definitely yeah so as a mother you and have to make a lot of really sacrifices that is expected from you that is a predetermined thing that is attached yeah. to you being a mother yeah and and if if you have any kind of uh, desires and wishes it's like you are looked down upon like how can you think of these things while being a mother like how how do you, how do you make time to think for these things <laughs> like, this is the idea that is propagated yeah I know, I know. Yeah, so that is sad, actually. This is a sad reality that we are living in. Yeah, so this really need we like we really need to propagate this idea that uh, we are all human beings. Yeah. And just like you have stuff in your life, the other person too has stuff in your life. Uh, sorry. Stuff in their the lives. Person too has stuff in yeah in their lives, mm-hmm. and. you are no one to this like i have heard people saying uh, i was just thinking of this today that some uh, at one time a person said uh, i just uh, there some something happened and i said i wasn't available because of this reason the person replies saying uh, this reason doesn't sound uh, so important to me <laughs> and i said will you decide what is important, important, important for me or not, me or not? <laughs> will are you going to decide who are you my father my parents even they can't decide what's important for me 
I decide what's important for me. Yeah, so, but, well, this is the problem with every one of us. Like, we do not have this feeling of empathy. Like, recently, I was not, uh, I didn't told you, uh, uh, told about this to you yesterday, but I was actually trying to, and I was getting to that point, but uh, all of a sudden, uh, like, different uh, topics came popping up, and we, just, I just forgot to tell this to you about. But uh, I, I recently had a, a big fight with one of my one of my friends, and you know who, um, maybe who I'm talking, maybe you know who I'm who I'm talking about, like uh, a friend from mechanical engineering branch of mine, uh, a female friend of mine, which I usually go, go through a lot oh, of problems okay, okay. with. Yeah, you you got to understand, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. So I had a big fight. I had a big fight, and. I was uh, well, 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 basically the fight was about a big mistake that I did. Uh, I was a I was a fucking moron at that point because I was supposed to register for the examination, right? And before every semester exams, it's uh, expected us uh, expected from us to register for the examination and get a user ID and password and stuff like that. And I never well actually got to know that the the form is out, and uh, she was out of the group, uh, and she is the only supplier of uh, all these things, all these notices. So she was out of the group and I didn't got to know about it. And not, I was not the only one. Shirish was also there. He was also not able to uh, register himself for the examination. So uh, what oh. happened is that, uh, well, obviously I had a big fight with her in uh, earlier time as well, before that as well. When I made that comment on one of her photos, I told, told it to you about, right? <laughs> yeah. So after that, what happened that I... Uh, went to Priyanshu for help. I told him that, man, um, I forgot to register for the exam and he started scolding me and staying like, yeah, calling me names and stuff like that. <laughs> Obviously, that, I, I deserve that. Every time. Yeah. <laughs> I deserve that. I know time. that. I'm, I'm, too, I'm too careless. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm too careless and uh, I deserve that. But what happened after that? Like he told me to call um, that friend of mine. He told me to call her. And uh, because uh, she, she's a member of uh, the training and placement cell and she uh, like has a lot of people from the staff members in her contacts. So she might help me. She might know some way to get me registered after that. So I called her and I told that I forgot to uh, like uh, um, register for the examination. I read the whole exam. Yeah. So what she did was she started calling me names again, like, like Priyanshu was doing in the beginning as well. Like I totally agree with that, with that point. Like you can do that. Obviously I did some, something too, too moronic for not being called, <laughs> but what she told after that, that what have you done for the past six months that you're sitting at home? Nothing, nothing. You were sitting at home eating and you forget, forget that. Like watching Netflix is so important for you that you forget uh, registering in the, uh, registering in the, in the exam. And at that point, I snapped. I thought, what the fuck is wrong with you? You don't even fucking know that what I did. What was the things that I was going through when I was in, uh, in this lockdown? I went through a whole depression phase, bro. You already know this. And there were a lot of things going on. I know that I did a moronic thing. You can... Uh, do say me whatever the, that you whatever you want for that one stupid thing yes, that I did. I can, not I can not, whip um, you for it. What? I can whip you for it. <laughs> Obviously, I I deserve for that. It, I know. <laughs> I I deserve that. I know. <laughs> but but um asking but uh making like putting up a question in uh on my uh, competency or something like um 
like what I've been doing, what I've been up to, I've been up to nothing. How can you decide that? How do we know about that? So that is like, it was really, I, I snapped at that point and I fucking cut, cut her call in the beginning, in, in the middle of that conversation. And I called Priyanshu and I told that you help me, bro. I'm not going to ask her for the, for the help from this point on. So I had a big fight and it's like, we're not, never going to talk again, but that was the point where I snapped and I don't know whose fault it is. Maybe, maybe mine, maybe her, but this is something that happened. What do you think about it? Um, there are things that you have to consider uh, on your part. Right? Yeah. Before starting, I would say this. We are only responsible for our actions. Nobody else's. We are yeah. responsible for our reactions and responses. Nobody else's. We are not responsible for anyone. Okay. So okay. That, with that made, being made clear, I would say that uh, you have to take things easier because uh, this will in turn frustrate you to the point that uh, you will just become antagonized by everyone else, whoever like uh, doesn't think like you. I, I I understand. I went I went I went through that phase and I am back now. That's why I can say this. That uh, you have to consider who you are talking to. Actually, after after the big fight was over, I actually thought about it and I thought that if I consider her personality and consider it to be a prerequisite in the whole conversation, like uh, consider it to be like established right from the start, then yeah. I have mistakes from my part. I cannot change her personality. I cannot alter her personality. I cannot alter the way that she the, the way that she thinks or the way she, that she takes action. Yeah. So obviously, if I have to think about what I'm saying and what I'm like, what what are the reactions are going to be? I have to like uh, like predetermine that, right? <laughs> and after that, yeah, this... you have to think like that because um, obviously she really doesn't know what you have been up to. Okay, yeah. that's a fact. She okay, I know. Is not such a close friend of yours that you would be in a regular contact with her then she doesn't have time to care as much as you have told me about her she's a very outgoing person she doesn't she's have a very outgoing person she is she's really busy nowadays like she is doing four internships at yeah. the same time so obviously she doesn't give yeah. a fuck about that <laughs> yeah like she doesn't have the time to stop and look at the details for someone or something so everybody is designed in their own way and they have their own methods, purpose, way of living, way of conduct, etc. So mm-hmm. you do have to consider that. For example, uh, yeah, for example, my mother, uh, when I was small, I guess till ninth, 10th to the max, I was like really expecting that I would get a appreciation from my mother at some point of time. Like she would say, like, yeah, you did well. It's okay. It's good. So that thing never came. Yeah. So that thing that 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 point never came. Then I started questioning. 
killing things and i came to the conclusion that uh, she doesn't have the capacity to when i got right. to know about her childhood too uh, i just like i came to this conclusion that she doesn't have the capacity to actually think and know what i was doing how i was doing for example uh, take for my marks in history in 10th you remember what technique i came up with with the 10 years question paper yeah right? yeah i do remember that whole process man <laughs> that yeah. was that was freakish <laughs> yeah out of that board exam my achievement wasn't the percentage that i got i was really happy about that that method was <laughs> i just came up with a method i came up with something i used it and it worked it gave me results i was happy what's that sound that. what's that sound is a vehicle outside okay okay so i was so happy about that thing okay primarily. and uh, i was really hurt when she was like uh, this much only and you should have studied more you should not have wasted your time in the winter vacations etc i know my capacity <laughs> i know myself yeah that i can say for sure so at that point i was really very hurt but with time i came to this conclusion and i came to this understanding that uh, she didn't have the capacity to know or think like that or really appreciate what i have done uh for example uh ek anurag kashyap for example who his movies were not so anurag kashyap anurag kashyap okay okay the director of dance of asapur hmm his movies like he is a like genius i would consider him a genius in terms of movies like the way he like i really like this style of his film making Mm-hmm. uh for a reference who don't follow his work so thoroughly uh you can just look at the difference between sacred games season 1 and season 2 he directed season 1 yeah okay yeah so season 1 was so much more enjoyable and i was i'm sure if he would have directed season 2 it it would have uh, been better as well it would have been better yeah it would have been better like he doesn't get so preachy about things in his film his films are always dark and it consists of people humans not humans who are not black and white who are gray always gray yeah the raw nature of human basically everyone in his, in all the movies that he is uh, he has made ever ever directed all the uh, the, the people that you see all the characters that you see in the movie nobody is like washed out of milk as we say it in hindi yeah nobody is a saint yeah so and that's the reality that's what i really like about his work and uh, i think um, like if you uh, know about his journey uh, i would uh, explain it in brief with the audience uh, at uh, when he first came to mumbai he had nothing like that uh, as a backup as a background so he began working in a canteen or a canteen or a restaurant or something as a waiter okay. and uh, he used to work for free 
and he just said just give me food two okay. times a day okay that's all i want the speciality of that restaurant or the canteen all the filmmakers writers such people came there oh really <laughs> then one yeah then one day uh, there was a, a writer or a director some someone and uh, he was just stuck with some script and all so he asked sir what happened and said sir i am also a writer should i help you the director was the writer was skeptical at first and he said i won't charge you for it he said okay okay always yes to a free service then he wrote the thing the director really liked it then he started getting some work but he used to do it free of cost and actually i'm going to i'm going to pause you for for a minute over here i'm going to pause you for a minute over here most people who enter into a career and who are really good with the craft that they are having they they uh, the craft that trade that they display uh, initially they have to do some work some pieces of the work that they present they that has to be free for example this podcast that i'm doing right now i'm not getting getting any money for it and maybe there's a possibility that after even after 20 episodes 25 episodes i'm not going to be getting any money out of it chotu bhaiya initially my brother my elder brother when he went to mumbai he was uh, writing scripts for advertisement stuff like that right and initially the first few uh, pieces of advertisement that he wrote he didn't charge any money for that and he was basically portraying he was basically displaying the kind of work that he can show you and uh, the uh, the better a better work, better piece of work can be showed if uh, uh-huh. if you're going to charge him for that right so that happens with a lot of people yeah no, actually- continue uh i am not talking about that uh, basically uh i am trying to tell this idea that he had uh to display his work before his name okay so he first made a name for himself through his work he made himself known in the fraternity okay and after that after some time he was given the credits as a writer in a serial after i guess a very uh, a like pretty long time of working without credit and money after that he began to receive some money and all those things when he made his first two films were like they were not allowed to release i guess they were black friday and there was a, another movie so okay those movies were not allowed to release they were very political and in the in that sense yeah like people don't really like political movies in india <laughs> yeah it was very gritty and all very mm-hmm. raw kind of film yeah uh, after that his third i guess his third film called no smoking was was released no that smoking was with uh, john abraham and parish rawal yeah no smoking uh, john abraham and that parish rawal i don't remember, i don't remember the movie i don't i didn't watch it i think yeah i to haven't watched it but i have seen the movie summary uh you go get those explainer videos like uh, explaining the endings of confusing movies okay complicated okay. movies yeah 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 so i yeah. Have, i had watched that and i the idea was brilliant like the, the whole whole movie was uh, shown from the perspective of john abraham only and the idea behind it was how society was trying to uh, like manipulate his uh, personality okay. according to themselves 
like in the movie Paresh Rawal was trying to make him quit smoking. All right. And that was the underlying idea idea below it. It was a really good movie. And till Gangs of Pasipur happened, he was fairly less. He was a lesser known actor. Yeah, I think Gangs of Pasipur was the movie director. that made him. Yeah, Gangs of Gangs of Pasipur yeah. was the movie that made him famous. because it went yeah. really uh, a big hit not exactly a big hit but it went really famous people were, people really loved the movie i was saying that uh, gangs of asapur was the first movie that uh, was recognized by people uh, the pieces uh, among all the pieces of work of uh, uh, anurag kashyap and that was the movie that was really loved by people and according to me i think it's the best movie in bollywood out of all yeah like uh, is really considered as a like among the movie buffs he is considered as a tarantino or a scorsese level filmmaker yeah exactly bollywood. the thing is that the thing is that in that movie that's the first movie in bollywood that you watch and you don't find anyone to be the, in the right or the wrong well obviously there's always going to be a villain and there's always going to be some guy who's really greedy and who is trying to capture all the power that he can but mm. <laughs> that's not the point like it's a fight between two gangs uh, for their territories and for their uh like their i don't know prestiges or stuff like that like they were basically trying to uh, like inflict the revenge that they want what were the other things that we were uh, we were supposed to talk about for example let's take this adrakasha thing out of the question and i don't really think that is a nice thing to talk about like we are having the, so many issues while talking about him <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the the i the idea was really that uh, Uh, where did we start talking about him? <laughs> we started How talking is... about him, like um, the idea of perspectivism. I think that's what we were discussing in the beginning. I don't. I don't really know how yeah. it how so, it connected with that. So, like um, the point was like. he makes great films and you should definitely watch it whoever is uh, watching this podcast whoever <laughs> <laughs> is this really this really recommended <laughs> i think most of the people are going to watch it most of people have already watched it i think like majority of people have watched yeah. it if people are watching memes people are watching memes of uh, in which the templates of gangs of asapur has been used it's totally obvious to, like uh, or totally obvious that people have watched that movie people no like yeah many have but uh, there are still so many people who haven't actually i don't really know anyone in my proximity who doesn't who haven't watched uh, gangs of asapur mm, i do <laughs> i have literally made so many people watch it i have made you watch it made you made Karthik me watch, watch it and it. i made so many people watch it after that <laughs> yeah <laughs> i made it uh, i yeah, i i think i said if you if Hey, wait a minute. And this podcast, we are your promoters for free. <laughs> we are promoters <laughs> for yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So other thing that we so, were discuss that we were about to discuss uh, that you were mentioning on the in that inbox. You can check your phone if you want to. Yeah. So the main topic was a uh, social code of conduct in education. social code of conduct in education yeah. like i think we had a little bit discussion about uh, it for example the last night yeah uh, actually uh, what i i really what really 
um like uh, struck you this came into yeah it, what really struck me was the fact that i heard many people saying this thing that uh, uh, mainly about their college friends or school friends like uh, uh, these people are so selfish they only like uh, call you up or text you up when they need something from you and uh, like they don't even uh, there was a point there, i heard the same argument from like your girlfriend bro i heard the same argument from your girlfriend so, when i was talking to her about friends yeah. making friends in the college and stuff like that yeah but like uh, uh, there was a genuine uh, problem that uh, people don't even say hi <laughs> they just put up the question they just send you the question <laughs> like they're forwarding it but uh, i don't find it uh, anywhere like i really i have literally told this to many people in my class that uh, uh, like they message me like hi um, someone someone xyz they site and uh, how are you or how are all the things how is family etc etc yeah. hey i wanted to ask you about this thing <laughs> uh, my reply then my reply was uh, from next time yeah. start start from here start from here <laughs> after that we'll get to the other things <laughs> yeah <laughs> after that if you are interested do ask me about me and my about situation. about you and your family I'll, and <laughs> i'll yeah i can happy, happily tell you about it for 3 hours straight without break <laughs> but next time let's start with this okay so uh, like things have really changed from the in the past few decades like the code of social code of conduct society has changed in its core like okay. things are changing you no know, bro like yeah. the kind of lifestyles people are living uh, there are uh, like uh, there is a new term called uh, culture orphans culture orphans i've never heard no no i have i haven't heard it heard that term people who migrate from their homes in order to study or get a good job and settle down in that new city or area uh they are called they will be called cultured orphans because they don't get to live in their home town or the culture from which their parents are coming from and okay. uh, they partially get the some things from their culture from their parents okay and uh, the other half comes from uh, the places the place that they are living. living okay yeah for for example uh, take us for example uh, sorry take me for example okay and <laughs> like i have i have lived in a place called padhana uh, for my childhood 10 years after that i went to a boarding school uh, in the same area and okay. after that i went to delhi whenever i go to my ancestral home or my ancestral village as you can see uh, i really have this problem in recognizing anybody i really i hardly recognize people there and uh, most of them they also don't recognize me and this fact that uh, like uh, they are my relatives like there was one great great grandfather then there were two great great grandfathers then were two or three or five 
कहते हैं ग्रैंड फादर्स एंड देयर आर सो मेनी अंकल्स एंड देयर देयर चिल्ड्रन एंड देयर चिल्ड्रन आल्सो हैव चिल्ड्रन एंड ऑल एंड ऑल दोस फैमिली स्टिल हैव देयर होम्स इन दैट विलेज एक्सेप्ट फॉर यू वी ऑल हैव नो आई आल्सो हैव अ होम बट आई आई नेवर गॉट टू लिव देयर Okay, no. So the, the, these I, people are these people were living over there. Yeah, some of them are living, still living over there, and okay. uh, like I really have difficulty in recognizing them. First of all, people don't see me as a kid anymore because I'm not a kid anymore. <laughs> When I used to go as a kid, people were like, "Hey, yeah, yeah, okay." Or Babu, how are you, and all. So, yeah. these things used to happen now the questions have changed like the what are you doing in life mostly, what are, regarding career and stuff like that right yeah like people, like most of them are men no so it's yeah. a it's men's tendency you you won't usually find men very like comfortable with children yeah and well i'm not very, really sure about that little, but uh, like comfortable in the sense they can't have a proper conversation with a child yeah that's true that's true i i totally yeah. understand because, because i i myself yeah. i'm not able to have conversations with chi- with a child properly yeah i do like, have this I myself i'm struggling <laughs> to like i i really sometimes i feel like an old man bro <laughs> <laughs> like sometimes this statement comes from my mouth that uh, हमारे जमाने में फैमिली If they were to cross me anywhere on a road somewhere in the whole world, I won't be able to recognize them. Right. Even though right. they are my neighbors in my yeah, ancestral bas- village. Yeah. Bas- basically, your yeah, I I know, I know. Yeah. So this idea that it can happen is like really, really horrifying. For example, uh, you remember. Uh, Uh, our computer teacher who turned out to be my uh, brother in law uh no 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 i don't remember he turned out uh, to be a brother in law you said oh oh okay yeah, yeah 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 i yeah, know yeah. i know he turned out to be a brother in law yeah. yeah so after almost one year of like being taught by him i come to know that uh, his wife is would be my sister okay okay and that also not too far from like not a very like a long relation and uh, just the house next to us that uh, that uh, uh, my dad grandfather was also her grandfather from the maternal side my god <laughs> basically you guys yeah. were cousins right yeah we were cousins Man, and i didn't know about it <laughs> so 
this idea like it really haunts me sometimes like it's it's not good bro no i don't so really think that this- is not good i don't really think that is that bad but the thing is that uh, people migrate from one place to another place and they don't really know a lot about the places that they really belong to that's not a bad idea yeah. because people the, the, listen to me like uh, you were talking about the social conduct uh, to be included in the education system that's where I'm, the conversation started back to that i'm coming back to that and i i'll tell you how exactly this connects to that and uh, also with uh, the fact that this identity crisis that we are going through this all hindutva and all the stuff okay continue i'll just connect let's, let's get to it okay so now i'm culturally devoid okay okay what would i if someone asked me where do you belong to like if you would have heard our elders talking uh, people would say i belong to uh, that district and that village okay okay for example uh, uh, this is a very famous one patrona ke bahu yeah this is a very famous the, phrase like yeah so so uh, like uh, this literally means uh, uh padronas school morons morons from who padrona. are living yeah yeah morons from padrona not morons actually uh, morons is a very like the people are too like uh, they would be called fools, fools not idiots okay. like okay. idiots and moron they go to a certain degree that their stupidity is causing damage i know and yeah then there is being a fool that even though you though you know the reality that even after that you are going and doing something yeah just because of your like you can say purity of the heart or okay not okay, really yeah. understanding not really understanding the situation. the complexity of uh, the people that are that is around yeah you. you are doing it anyway yeah so uh so that person would be called a fool and that uh, like the people here i too find people here in general very well behaved and soft spoken yeah in oh, patrona it is there from. yeah i i do agree with that because yeah. because people in maharajganj are really weird bro <laughs> and whenever i go to patrona i feel like wow people are really soft spoken out there in the world <laughs> what is wrong with my hometown <laughs> so now uh, if someone whenever someone asks me where do you belong to now okay. i say patrona in general that okay. i belong from kushinagar district okay but the same answer doesn't go for uh, people who may be like a little informal or um, for example in a wedding ceremony someone meets me and asks where do you guys belong to then i i will ha- i will have to say the name of my hometown like okay. the ancestral home ancestral hometown balia balia district okay yeah but if if that person counter questions like tell me something about that place then my answer is always like i haven't really lived there but i visited from time to time for a few days okay. so i don't know much about it fine and this used to be the identity of people in social settings whenever uh, like people are meeting up and they are asking where do you belong where do you live etc etc these were the things that were really uh, also the concept of uh, love of the motherland 
okay yeah so these things came from like where do you belong to where do you call as home now culturally devout people they won't relate to their ancestral home as much okay and, and they, they won't, won't relate, relate to the places that they migrated they to having yeah they won't they won't be able to completely relate to the migrated place yeah okay so okay. this is called like uh, such people are called cultural orphans they don't belong to a culture they don't have a culture that they follow okay completely but the they thing is that mix of cultures and wait a minute i've been uh, in that uh, area as well for a few uh, for a few years when i was mm-hmm. living in daman and diu i already told you right i i used yeah, to live yeah. in daman oh, and diu when i was yeah, a, i remember i was yeah, a little yeah. kid and uh, i used to visit maharaj ganj every once in a while when whenever the summer vacations was up and we used to travel over here we used to live over here for 15 to 20 days and after that i had to go i have to go back and join the school at, uh, back then right but mm-hmm. uh, it went on for a long time then we went to kenya we lived uh, lived in kenya for 8 to 10 months and after that we came back still after that we lived in daman and diu for a long time we went to haridwar and shikesh for a, uh, for a, for a while for one year at least after that mm-hmm. i came back and settled in maharajganj the thing was uh, at that time when i was living over here i was not able to relate to a lot of people uh in the in the beginning and i was not able to feel the place like feel uh, to be of this place and i totally agree with that point like uh, you feel a little bit uh, cut out from the society if you uh, live in a different place where your actual mm. belonging your actual psychology has built up right your actual personality has built up so if i would have been living in daman it would have been different for me if i was uh, but uh, since i was living over here in maharajganj i was not able to mix into the society uh is sort of uh, i don't know a weird inferiority complex in the, from the social circle came into me and i was not able to relate yeah. uh, i was not able to get connected with a lot of people but after it changed after i went to uh, vikas bharti it went for went on for a long time i made a lot of friends over here uh, here in maharajganj uh, as you've met now, now you met have one, now you have spent, yeah yeah actually now you have spent a rather reasonable amount of time yeah. and additionally you your parents actually belong from this belt from this yeah. area yeah yeah that's why my father my father belongs to this may... belt yeah. my mother my also mother belongs mother. to the belt that you live in yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah like it's almost the same place like okay. it's not too far. it's in a 100 km radius okay. so okay yeah yeah so uh, by that logic uh, you might be feeling a little like home at this place since you have lived in the same area for so many years including your childhood years if you would have spent the same amount of years after you were 20 then the case would not have been the same mm well i would have lived the same amount of years i, I was not able to get you can you please repeat okay so you came back in class 6 i guess yeah 6 to 12 6 years no i don't there. i didn't came back ah. in class i didn't come back in class 6 i was in class i came back in class 4 okay 4 so 6 plus 4 uh, 6 plus 2 8 eight years there one year preparation three years of college okay 9 12 years you have spent uh, your uh, adolescence childhood and your early adulthood 
four to ten, four to ten, six years, and after that, two years. Uh, okay, okay, uh, okay, okay. For, for the part I was, I, yeah, I was in Vikas Bharti, that is cut out. Uh, no, actually, you're including that. Plus I don't fourth, really think that is that. Yeah. Not, fourth to tenth. Uh, six. I'm talking about that, you living in a particular area. Okay, so, so from class fourth to twelfth, there are eight years. Okay, nine years. Okay, one year preparation, two hmm. years of college. Almost twelve to thirteen years you have been here, and that too in your growing phase. If the okay. same twelve years you would have spent like uh, my parents came in Patrona in nineteen ninety eight. Okay, and it's now twenty twenty one. Okay, more right. than twenty years. Yeah, but still, some uh, most of the time we feel like outsiders because we we feel like we really don't belong in here, or the people look at us as as outsiders because we don't know the roots. We haven't really mingled with the people here who have lived here and all. In that sense. Yeah, but your father must like, be feeling a little bit. home like when you go back to your ancestral hometown right and you don't yeah. feel the similar kind yeah. of link over there now 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 i don't feel that homeliness anywhere <laughs> what about vikas bharti what about our okay. boarding school i can't i can't go back to vikas bharti bro i know Well, That's that is the, the place thing. where you grow grow so, uh, grew up, right? That is the place where you grew up. If you would have lived in, if yeah. you if you would have lived in Padrona in your growing years, in the growing phase, then it would have been different for you. Like you would have mm. really, uh, you would have been really yeah, able to I, I would have made... mingle with the people and mingle with the culture mm. of Padrona, and you would have feel felt that homeliness in I, Padrona uh, as you feel in Vikas Bharti. Mm. Yeah, like I don't have. friends in here in padrona there's nobody i could i could call up and say let's meet and all all those who are there <laughs> i met them in vikas bharti yeah okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> the, the, so you get my point now uh, this feeling of attachment like the place you belong to your identity what's your identity if someone asks you who are you like most of the people i have heard saying uh, someone who are you so people will, will start by saying uh, i have come from that village from that district from that state yeah okay yeah so if like it's on a state you migrate to another state you say i am from that state you migrate to another country you say i am from the country called the, india yeah okay you migrate to another district i say you say that i am from that district originally right okay like here people living in the city when they are asked uh, about their origin they say i belong to that village it's 5 uh, kilometers in their this direction that direction etc okay so now when such people are like uh, now so especially such people who are like in support of this uh, religious extremism and all okay they don't have something to belong to where they find that belonging in religion in being called a hindu okay that was bjp's major game play in 2014 like enough of 
caste division and all no no no, no i don't i don't then unite them under a banner i don't really agree with you on this uh, of, uh, on this point bjp's major gameplay no 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 bjp's game, major game gameplay uh, maybe maybe you are right but that uh, here's my opinion bjp's major gameplay in 2014 was something different it was the amount of fuck ups that was done by congress government and the development uh, development agenda that was being pushed forward by narendra modi these were the things that, that was, was the major gameplay of bjp government front. bjp uh, bjp at that time but in 2019 that was the major gameplay being a hindu was the major major gameplay yeah being a nationalist was a actually major the, gameplay the actually the the base was laid down in 2014 yeah it, obviously I it is known for this ideology like i have listen listen i have yeah. watched many documentaries and i have heard it from many experts who have been researching about the uh, like uh, works and processes of bjp okay. so they have mentioned this a lot of time that uh, uh, the these things were said on the public front on the public forum and the forefront by all the senior leaders this uh, development and all yeah. the agendas why on the ground level on the ground level on the yeah in the this gameplay like, was going on the sun yeah in the sun actually it's not it, just that you know the biggest like, the biggest game that the biggest game that bjp played was on social media i'm telling you when i was uh, watching all those uh, feeds coming on my dad's facebook at at that time i had uh, i had no facebook account uh, when i was in class 8 mm. when i was in, two, uh, in 2013 and uh at that time the campaigning was going on on the like on a big scale and at that time there were a lot of feeds coming on to my uh, dad's facebook account and that was the moment when my dad's subconscious was being altered and not just his a lot of people from the previous generations were uh, having this uh, manipulation of uh, subconscious go- um, they, they were suffering from this manipulation of subconscious uh, thinking that's what that's like, what used to happen back then the feeds that was given were uh, like full of fake news is about uh, muslims com- muslim community and uh, full of uh, different i don't know man like uh, you you understand my point right like i was at, i was watching all those things and uh, the thing was the the idea that i was getting and the the thing that i was thinking all the time that okay if you are uh, like uh, promoting this ideology of development promoting the ideas the the visions that you have about the country or the fuck ups that you are talking about of the previous government i can totally understand that fact but this um, this idea of being a hindu being a uh, hating a muslim or uh, how muslims are uh, like uh, damaging the country and stuff like that this is crazy this shouldn't be the point of a political game this shouldn't be the point of a political uh, campaigning this is crazy and that's what triggered you know what uh, i think like this argument is being used by bjp at this uh, in this uh, uh, not because of a certain ideology i think this is it is being used because they know that this is how they can be in power for a long time and not just bjp every party in there in the world is going to use this mm-hmm. because let, let me complete man <laughs> let me mm-hmm. let me speak at least my mind out <laughs> yeah 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 uh, yeah, yeah. Every every party, say, every party, every government out there in the world is using it in some or the other form because they know if they attach identity to a political campaigning or to a political discourse, then it is going to be like win-win situation because 
the people who belong to a certain community are always going to support you no matter what you do no matter how many fuck ups you do no matter how, no, no, no matter how much uh, damages you do in the different uh, different uh, sectors like in the sector of education in the sector of healthcare or uh, employment or whatever it is it doesn't matter because you are a hindu you're going to be supporting that particular party because you're a muslim you're going to be fucking hating that party there's always going to be something which is attached to the community and whenever identity is involved in politics it's fucking damaged that's what's once said by plato or socrates i don't remember by one of the philosophers and that's what being used by bjp right now and that that is what used uh, in the previous uh, years as well yeah i'm i'm speaking from the part uh, of the receiver like from the part of the public this was a need within the public if you like just look at the daily life we were living through we were just going getting up going to work coming back sleeping yeah. again yeah. like this was the continuous we were working like machines nobody was able to stop for a moment in their lives okay okay this whole whole culture of like keep hustling and work hard and meet your uh, goals and get and live your dreams all those things so nobody was just stopping for a second and looking at what was actually happening okay so uh, and the speed at which this uh, need for the need for identity was really necessary okay and the the previous version was not working and the identity people had they were not satisfied with it this was a common complaint among people when they used to talk at that time like the other caste people are getting so much uh, facilities and attention because they are uh, like their government is in power the government which has the similar caste is in power that's why that caste is getting promoted and all the okay so till now you have understood that there was an identity crisis which the bjp used and it came to power okay now take in perspective the public with who these things were happening okay so the same this identity crisis where is it arising from you look at the upbringing you look at the education system what and all are the things that are being brought taught then again there is the question of the technology okay the way religion was able to answer some questions in the past it's like religion is failing on its part to answer those questions now okay like uh, chicken pox was answered with mata uh, hai there is a goddess who has possessed the body and the mm-hmm. goddess is very angry so just go and worship okay and yeah. do this and this and that okay so the religion is not able to answer those things anymore in those ways now this identity crisis were, was originating because we were never told who we are the question that who we are this doesn't exist in our like education system or in the age that we are growing in those years nobody tells us who we are okay okay so the question that uh, uh people only contact you when they have some work and those things there's no education how we should behave in a professional setting 
there's no education about how we should behave in a personal setting or a social setting in a family setting in a in a social gathering etc no ethics or code of conduct is being taught okay well the thing is that it is taught to children in moral sciences but the thing is that people do not actually pay any attention to the things that is being taught the thing is that it's More not being enforced that mm-hmm. at that level it's not being taught to you uh, at an at a rate of urgency it's, it's it's not being taught to you uh, in the uh, in the same serious tone as physics chemistry and mathematics are being taught to you that's the thing yeah and and that too, uh, i'm very glad you brought up this, that moral science book i mm-hmm. didn't have that but i have looked at the book of my juniors it was introduced later okay. and it was bloody preachy shit yeah i know i do agree with you because i i okay. had that moral moral science book as well and it was hmm. like it's it's completely devoid of uh, any sort of critical thinking about anything like wh- why are we being why, why are why are we being taught why are we being taught that we have to pray to god why are we being taught you're already giving an idea that there is there is a god and you have to believe in him and you have to pray on a daily basis if you want uh, good things to happen to you what the fuck is that man hmm. like so <laughs> what about the people who yeah, are atheist and who are real critical thinkers who who know about the society better than anyone who hmm. prays on a daily basis does yeah so that's the thing and this thing really like it confuses the hell out of me because i i personally don't really know how much how much ever i watch the videos there always some or the other difference actually because nobody is making videos like this is the code of conduct in delhi this is the code of conduct in bangalore this is the code of conduct in new york or london or singapore or dubai yeah everywhere there are different cultures we should be taught about different cultures and it's yeah it's i i, I do agree with this point i do agree with you on this point because yeah. people do not know about other cultures all we know about us all we know about and we don't even know our culture properly because the people that yeah. you were talking about the cultural orphans what do they know about what culture do do they know, know about because their family is not teaching anything to them their st- teachers are not teaching anything, anything to them in the, in their schools this is crazy yeah. <laughs> exactly exactly my point so this these little things are creating an identity crisis in people okay they really making them confused and it's really making them frustrated i really i actually uh, since you have mentioned that i have this thing i'm going to open up a, a little bit more uh, i really had a session with a psychologist you can say discussing this particular matter okay okay and we uh, it was a, it was you can say it was a privilege that i belong from this background that i got to have that conversation and th- this was the same thing they said too like people don't know who they are because they are never made to think that they were never told to think that they were always told to think about other things but after a point of time this question will come up somewhere or the other well the thing is because l- it's l- a l- human l- tendency let me let me get uh, let me tell okay. you one thing to you after reading that book sapiens mm-hmm. uh, i actually got to understand this thing that all we are is homo sapiens the cultures that are 
surrounded uh, that 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 is uh, that that we are around that like the, the culture that we have around us the we are surrounded with is something that we created it's not something that, mm. something that we belong to all right if you look at look at each and every one of us as homo sapiens and nothing else all the cultures all the communities that we belong to all the religions that we have everything becomes meaningless after a certain point because uh, everything is it, like if you're talking about if you're talking about uh, god if you're talking about um, like uh, religion all right like the conversation around god and religion are actually uh, taken to be interconnected but it is not according to me existence of god has nothing to do with the things that is being taught in religion because if there is a god for example there's a 50 50 possibility according to me i'm an agnostic i'm not an atheist i'm an agnostic and i have i consider this possibility of the existence of god as 50% not 100% i do not believe there is a god i say that there's a possibility that god exists because god is an entity it's a singularity which exists in time if it's which exists infinitely in time and space right if that, there is a god and he is the one who created this universe before big bang big bang happened all right there are arguments to present that uh, everything that you see in this in this universe that is happening the physics chemistry and biology which you explain as physics chemistry and biology who created that kind of thing this complex mechanism there must be it must it might there's a possibility that it might be the uh, piece of work of someone right and uh, before singularity, before Big Bang uh, happened, it it was big, big 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 Bang was a singularity. It's inexplicable. Why did it ha- why did it happen? Why what is the what was the reason that uh, from a single particle it exploded? Uh, uh, um, the explosion happened and uh, this universe came to be. Like there's hmm. no it's inexplicable. Physics does not explain how it happened, right? So there is a possibility that that one God, uh, God exists, right? But religion has nothing to do with God, uh, existence of God because religion teaches you how to live your life and how to live your life so that God becomes happy, right? If there is a God who exists infinitely in time and space and uh, who exi- created this whole universe and who created the evolution, who created stars, who created supernova, stuff like that, he doesn't give a fuck about what Vedan Shukla is doing on this one particular fucking planet. Obviously, yeah. Just so, look at other people. No, uh, that's like, that's uh, what I get. Look, imagine that's... the life of a criminal. Okay. Okay. Imagine the life of a criminal, a gangster. Like that person has to murder, murder for a living. Think, think of a life of a contract killer. Okay. That person has to murder people for a living, and right. there have been people who don't feel any remorse. What would you say about psychopaths? That got me from mistake. In making them, <laughs> like literally, I was watching a video. Uh, there's a channel called Criminal Psychology, and and there was a one-hour-long video about uh, how people fake being psychologically disturbed in order. People fake in, being psychological psychologically disturbed. Yeah, in they think that they will get less of a sentence for some times. Oh, oh, oh. criminals! Criminals pretend to be. Yeah. Yeah, uh, psychologically criminals. disturbed. Pretend, yeah. yeah, they they pretend to be. So okay. there was a one hour long video, and it was literally a case study. There was a guy who had uh, shot. He he has taken a. It was a U.S. case. And this fellow he shot twenty of his like schoolmates. There were four or five teachers. There were sixteen students. Okay. okay. My God. And. When the police arrested him, he started saying, uh, 
uh, I'm so afraid they are demons, man. They are they they are saying things. They are shouting at me and things like that. Started saying things like that. But uh, what he didn't know was that he was being recorded when he was in the interrogation room. Okay. And within four seconds, his demeanor, his like his the way he was acting the attire, that, these, the attire that he was putting putting up at the in front of yeah, those guys was yeah out. like like in the beginning he was like stay continuously staring on the floor as soon as the cop left he just put his head up and started looking around he was like pretending in the beginning like he was not aware of what's going on around him okay okay and then after uh, just as soon as the cop left he became so aware that he was starting to observe and just as he uh, like he uh, put his head up he saw the cctv camera and then slowly he puts his head down and then uh, does something like this and then start to uh, like yeah. make finger gestures yeah i i i, I understand this. i understand basically he was that he has, he is having suicidal tendencies okay but it was evident that it was all an act Okay. In this, yeah. uh, and in the same video, uh, th- those people said, "Now let us uh, uh, show you what a real, like, uh, such a case looks like." So there was a ba- there was a boy. He had requested his classmate to drive him to Walmart, and in exchange, he would uh, he promised to fill up fill up his gas tank. So they okay. drove to Walmart, and then uh, he. and uh, took out a gun and told him to drive on the countryside like the village areas and outside of the town my god and after driving into the countryside he was like driving really slow then he shot him once and after that he was he said that the boy was gurgling and all so he shot him again in the head and in the heart so when my he god. was finally like like all dead and all He was finally at like all frozen up, motionless. Okay. After that, uh, and the car, and in the process, the car has hit uh, had hit a tree, and he couldn't drive the car anymore. So he started uh, moving towards Canada in the northern direction. He started hitchhiking. He said his plan was to hitchhike to Canada across oh. the mountains and and reach. Oh my God! And when you will look at the fellow he had no remorse uh, he uh, the officer asked him uh, like uh, do you feel guilty uh, do you feel that you did a bad thing he said yes sir uh, do you feel that uh, do you feel remorse for it he said no sir wait wait wait, wait, wait a minute this is like expressionless emotionless it was like it was a psychopathy case my god and you like act one send me the link of the video, video after this episode is over sure it's it's a one hour long video okay. and you will really feel that like what's the psychology of this person like he is completely devoid of human emotions after he was sentenced like he was exonerated of the charges on the previous well i don't really think that a psychopath charges. is completely devoid of uh, human emotions is it true really they are yeah actually they, that's the major difference between sociopaths and psychopaths psychopaths so sociopaths has, have too much of those emotions and psychopath no, they, so they know that they have those emotions 
somewhat they don't care about other people's emotions yeah okay okay, okay sorry oh, sorry sorry sorry, sorry, sorry. Man, how, how did i forget what is the people. what are the main what are the main perks of a sociopath i, I just forgot it yeah. sorry yeah so that's what a sociopath is and this main like defining you know there was this one there was there was one character in naruto who was a sociopath pain Hmm. Pain Not was a sociopath. Exactly. The, no, Pain was no, a so- he was, sociopath. He would he didn't care for uh, other people's feelings. And this, uh, this, this. No, no, I no. Think you are wrong. It's true. It is true, man. Like no, he no, was no, no. creating. He was trying to create a. Sociopaths are like that. that like then, very few people are made into a sociopath. And he was not. He was choosing a path of like being a sociopath, but he did not. entirely believe in it because if he would have believed in it then naruto would wouldn't have would like, have been able to pursue uh, like persuade convince, him. convince yeah. him yeah convince yeah. him otherwise okay so that's not sociopath uh, you can say sociopath you can say sasuke to be a sociopath kind of a sociopath the character of sasuke is a sociopath yeah. like he doesn't care about feelings and all he just does the work and no goes. actually the thing is that he was he had those emotions he like i don't really understand like he uh, for him it was really weird like uh, he was getting away from all the relationships that he had because he wanted to go, uh, get a goal right hmm. and the reason is simple like he was the base, the the reason that he was trying to kill naruto in the end of the uh, story was because he wanted to be the sole threat for all the people all the countries all the nations so that they hmm. stay united and don't have uh, don't fight among each other and that's why he his power has to be unrivaled all across the nations and that's why naruto cannot survive and at the same time since naruto is his friend he cannot let naruto live because he is the only one who can uh, he is the only uh, he is the only one who is going to stop him uh, from doing that and he is the only one who can stop him from doing that because of his strength so uh, like you can say like from for some part of his uh, if you have watched the bbc sh- series sherlock the benedict cumberbatch one yeah i have so, watched it uh, yeah so in that people used to say he was you are psychopath he said no i am a high functioning sociopath <laughs> so, i said if god created a sociopath why did he create him did he <laughs> commit a mistake is god not all knowing Does he? He is also like humans too. Does he makes mistakes too? I think if God are exists, are we allowed to? Ang- I think are if, we allowed to be angry on him? Yeah, yeah. I That's think I. I think if God exists, he doesn't do everything on his own. He created a, a mechanism. He he created a kind of a system, and the system is working, and that system is creating yeah, all these parts like that you see, right? Like an AI. like an ai yeah machine that's what learning. that's what i was getting at yeah machine learning so machine we learning. that's what that's what we have at this point religion doesn't teach us what god knows and uh, what god wants and what he doesn't because god doesn't want anything <laughs> he doesn't see the if you go into the origins of religions uh, i would take two examples one of okay. the jewish culture jewish like uh, what's it called Sanatan Dharma. Sanatan Dharma is not okay. Jewish. 
Jewish. No, I said two examples: one Jewish oh. and one of one Jewish. Judaism and one okay. uh, Sanatan Dharma. Okay. Yeah, Hinduism. Hinduism. Okay. Okay. So Hinduism in itself is not a religion. It's a set of rules about how you should live your life. Yeah. It's not. Okay. It's not kind of a Same. following. It's not kind of a following like all the the monotheistic yeah. religions that are out there. Yeah. Yeah. That there's one god and you have to like it doesn't operate on that principle. That's that's why we have so many gods. Yeah, and that's why we have so many gods, and that's why we have so of... so many different philosophies. Unlike uh, uh, all the yeah, and if, if we believe if we believe what Amish Tripathi wrote in his books, then uh, for audience context, I would tell this <laughs> that uh, the gods which we worship today, they were no more than ordinary people. but their work the things that they did in their lifetime made them extraordinary and for that they were worshiped and the worship was like uh, you have done such great deeds you have so much of a uh, positive or good energy just provide some provide us some just bless us with some of it the energy the will and all those things yeah just like we take the blessings of our elders so these gods were started to we worshiped in that way if we like i haven't really went into i have to get into all the hindu scriptures that is my like on my to do list <laughs> but this this was this is as far as i know and this version makes a lot of sense like a lot of sense really yeah the, i i do who, agree who the who the who the fuck went went on and wrote about 14th row gods and goddesses <laughs> yeah <laughs> if if you if you uh, if you take uh, like if you take parallels from other religions like from christianity or islam there might be a possibility like uh, if if i'm going to say this obviously i'm going to be hated by a lot of people i'm going to be hated by a lot of uh, mm. hindus right now but uh, the thing is it mm. it is true it is uh, an argument which is basically presented by most of the communists right now but i think it makes a little bit sense there is a possibility that these people never existed they were a character of a they are a character of a story there is a possibility of that happening but the thing is it's not about them to be real or not it's about the philosophies that uh, the whole story is carrying into them uh, into um, the, the, which the is carried into the story the ideas that 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 is being imparted by those people that's what's important mm-hmm. that's what you learn in 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 hinduism in the philo- the philosophies are the main thing that's why vedas and upanishads are written right upanishad what is an upanishad yeah. an upanishad is a set of philosophical ideas and that's what you learn we learn philosophies we learn to argue we learn to think logically that's what we do so if we we're, we're given a story what we have to do is just listen to the story and look at the ideas the perspectives that are given by the characters characters of the story and if you believe them to be true to to be uh, someone who really existed at a certain point in certain time then so be it man like what you have to do is just learn the philosophies that are given by th- those people and i think i personally think that there are so many versions of ramayana there are so many versions of different uh, uh, like stories that are there i don't really think that it would have been a true story a real story because that there there cannot be so many versions of a same story all these people who Not wrote ram It's 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 the same way as you you take up any okay. new story. Everyone has their different version, and uh, they just go in their village and they start teaching. Or like there can be story. other 
obviously there can be the thing is that that's what i'm getting at like there's a possibility of them to be true them to be real there's a possibility of that them not to be real there's a possibility that uh, they were made heroes just because they did something which was like a great accomplishment for the people for the society right so mm. all these writers i think the writers were the true philosophers of this uh, um, of that time the writers who wrote down different versions of ramayan they were the true philosophers they uh-huh. wrote down the story in the certain in a certain manner uh, in uh, from which to you can learn things message. yeah to put to put forward to a certain message. message yep exactly this, the same goes for the historians that the kings used to have if you got a good historian they will write all the good things about the king and that historian's memoirs or his works will be preserved and at the later stage if someone goes in and reads up that book he will come to find that this king was so great and so good nothing bad is written about the king yeah and then you go into another kingdom and who is an enemy kingdom and there you find good things about their king and bad things about the king you were reading about earlier for example yeah, maharana pratap and akbar yeah there are two different stories and you're going to listen to the both 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 the sides side story and it's going to be completely different yeah so that's again perspectivism you <laughs> have back to, to the find initial topic <laughs> you have to find some sense about what seems logical and what not and you have to decide for your own that what would have been the story that's how these things work actually there is nothing as certain okay because uh, it's just like uh, i did something and the other person responded in a certain way and i am thinking like uh, like for example uh, recently this happened uh, uh, i was coming back, i was going somewhere and uh, in the way i had my classes and i asked one of my friend that do we have class uh, initially there was no response for a a few seconds or, or a minute i guess i asked in the group the group said no the friend said yes since i uh, trusted the friend more i asked if like what what's the class which subject is it and where's the link to join because i can't join it i'm not able to and then the person disappears and i was getting late and i was waiting then when there was no reply for another minute i went and i saw in the time table i opened the website and all it took a 2 to 3 minutes for it and then i found out that this subject was not being taught because the teacher was still not assigned and oh. i got so and like on my way i really got angry at that friend like uh, i was thinking that is it uh, the same friend uh, that we used to talk that we used to talk about No, no, no. Someone else. It's, an, it's another one. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so I was thinking like, uh, how, that, uh, like, uh, why have, uh, why, why had she uh, said things to me like this? Was she irritated? What? And uh, did she see the message in the group? And she was thinking like he's asking the same thing in the group, and then asking me. or like is was she getting worked up because of that and in the fit of rage or anger or frustration she wrote like yes there is a class and go find out 
I'm not here to tell you or something like that. Now, since I was in that mood, I started thinking that way. And after uh, again, when I stopped, I looked at the uh, messages. Then the message was uh, like she where she said, "Huh?" She highlighted it, replied to that, and she said, "Or maybe not. I don't know." <laughs> and the laughter emoji. And all the a half an hour of anger and frustration, it washed away. Yeah, because I was assuming. Like for example, this okay. this episode right now. Like before we were able to get into this thing, I was really furious, and still even even uh, now we are as we are having these interruptions. I'm really furious about all those things, but uh, the conversation is again going really great, better than I expected it to. That's why <laughs> uh, all it all of it washed yeah. away. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so I, that's the thing. Like, that's what perspectives do to you. You really have a, now. If you want to be saved from that turmoil of perspectives, from the <laughs> turmoil that assumptions bring upon you, you have yeah. to really observe. Yesterday, I just came across a video, and in the end, uh, this was the message, and that uh, one very famous writer or philosopher, someone said that. Uh, all the most of the people in the world see but very few people observe and that's what makes the difference between ordinary and extraordinary yeah yeah that is that that is true like <laughs> yeah. very few people observe so really if if you if you talk about perspectives you have to observe the other person and to you have to do some work and come to know about how the other person where the other person is coming from okay, okay. so this ad, ad, so, adds up to the social conduct the, the social conduct of uh, yeah, social again, conduct that we are not being taught again this topic also comes because uh, we don't really know how to react and respond for example uh, the japanese people are Uh, the japanese and the chinese people are really good in this matter or most of the south asian countries you know the japanese people are not allowed to express their anger out loud mm, i don't really know about that but it is taught it is taught in their culture uh, i guess it's the, yeah it's the japanese it it is taught in their culture that even if you get angry you shall not like have an outburst you shall control yourself be polite as much as possible even if you don't want to and then like we don't see this in a lot of things like i i think i think every um, piece of art that we see from japan is basically a replica of the society that japanese people have and we don't see the similar kind of dynamics in uh, the anime that we generally watch no actually there's a difference uh between what is taught what people are trained in and what is practiced what is practice yeah yeah okay okay so it's obvious that how much ever you are taught in your school not to express your anger act in a certain way etc etc when you will get angry you won't be so conscious you are yeah. a human after all yeah so and that will obviously there are folklore there there are heroes villains etc these things will go on as they are 
but i am saying that in that culture this is a very prevalent training that uh, uh, they are given like we are given the training to say good morning sir good afternoon sir or respect any person who is richer than us or disrespect any person who is not richer than us this is not what or we like what, what we taught this is something that we developed not, no not exact like not maybe we are not taught about this but even if you take into consideration the observation that children make and they learn from it that is okay uh, like that is that is basically learning from his father that is basically learning from example that is basically yeah. yeah yeah so what like that also constitutes to the learning part no what yeah. are you learning what are you teaching come back to the fact that uh, what we are being taught now our the generation of our parents they are, they have also been through the same turmoil and their disadvantage was even greater than ours that they didn't have the source or the means to either receive an input of information or to express their views and opinion that openly mm. for example your your father was working in a company and he sees that uh, uh in one company the manager is very good in another company the manager is very bad yeah okay now your father maybe like if there was a, a like established code of conduct that you have to like work in this way act in certain way act in a manner if that was established earlier there was a method of addressing grievances this was also a problem like there like a plethora of problems that you go through that the problems that had been talked about day by day but all the roots lies in within this sphere only that there is no common code of conduct about okay. how we should act and all okay yeah so uh for example uh, private universities usually don't have a grievance redressal mechanism if you are not happy with a with a decision that the university has made mm-hmm. you really can't uh, can do shit about, about it okay yeah no we we don't have this kind of, we we don't have that kind of mechanism in uh, government universities as well i studying a government university ask me man <laughs> i go through the, through the similar kind of problem the thing is that what i have observed in all this uh, in all these scenarios that people who are sitting on a uh, on a higher level than you are on a upper uh, management level they don't really give a fuck about the people who are uh working below them or who, the people who are actually below them for example the university doesn't f- fucking care about the student what students wants or what the student thinks it's pretty simple because most of the, it's true that most of the student want stupid shit to happen like but there are some people who are really reasonable for that matter really say that we need to have a discussion a discourse about how, like how the society should function everybody is making up their own rules and all you go to some place you, you get uh, another set of rules you go to another place you go to uh, you get another set of rules all the university have their own rule book all own like code of conduct there's nothing written all is verbal and it's damn confusing man 
there should be at least some resemblance in the process some similarity some like common ground well it's, it's definitely really, going it's to be really there impressive. you cannot define everything on the basis of like you cannot centralize everything on a single uh, perspective basis no. because wh- what I, if they create yeah, a single I'm not okay. i'm not saying that you all of this should be centralized i'm not saying you should do it on a 100% basis i'm saying like the common ground is like this uh, take for example you know about grafting grafting there is a process uh, we do it in plants i've i remember I've, in class 9 i've nine heard it yeah i've heard that term i've heard that term but i don't yeah, really remember in grafting what, what we do uh, we take an inferior species of a, uh, like of a fruit and we cut the upper part we leave the stem the lower stem then in that stem we take a branch of a pre already matured tree and uh, uh, which is giving fruits and we just plant that little branch in that and from there those two trees get connected and grows now many of the farmers uh, they are like using this method to grow two three varieties of mangoes from the same tree concluding we need to have some common ground like uh, for example if you do an mba or uh, if you study in amity in our cur- curriculum there are uh, like enhancement courses compulsory enhance like uh, professional courses uh, for example this semester we have a course in which we are being taught how to operate in a corporate setting okay so the corporate world has its code of conduct laid down okay you will study it in mba you will study in any business school or such kinds of courses you will okay. get to study it definitely for sure okay, okay. so we know we need to do the same thing like the capitalism that is prevailing all over the world capitalism needed this and thus the need was fulfilled okay okay business schools are teaching that and all the business schools are teaching it. there is some mm-hmm. common ground whether you study in india or in america or in europe or in japan or in china you will get to study these minimum set of things okay social conduct of behavior right yeah in in corporate world yeah well just actually like, most of the meetings are going like, on in english if you if you that's it's, mm-hmm. it's basically a part of it you you're going to know that oh, uh, actually one of my friends ujala that i told you about right she's mm-hmm. uh, her her english was not up to the mark like when we were in school her my english was much better as compared to hers but uh, when she went to delhi and she started like <clears throat> she started uh, having this business model set up and stuff like that and she started meeting people from different corporate firms she started to talk to them like started conducting meetings and stuff like that and all in all the meetings all the medium of communication should have been in english it was required it was a basic requirement that you have to speak in english if you want to uh, get into the meeting so that practice like started building up and her english right now is much better than mine <laughs> so that's basically an yeah. example an example now, of the conduct now my point is now these are the advances which are being made in the professional world of people yeah i'm saying we have to focus on the personal side yeah the mental health issue the identity crisis there are so many things 
that are originating from this because we are ignoring our person just because time. of social conduct we are uh, facing these many problems like the identity crisis i don't really think so no yes it is like, for example uh, the identity crisis like it's not totally like it's not 100% it's not one to one is to one proportionate but somewhere this thing like for example uh, what do you expect from your mother what do i expect okay. from my mother how yeah for example like what are your expectations from your mother what how regarding you what behavior with your mother regarding in general like uh, uh, you should should you just touch her feet or should you hug her or things like that i never touch my mom's feet okay what yeah you're saying this here now many of the people would have been like they only touch the feet maybe maybe it's okay everybody has different dynamics with their parents right everyone yeah, has so it. so there are different dynamics but when if we go and try to find a common ground where shall we find it I don't really think that there is a common. There should be a common ground according to the, uh, in this one particular there scenario. There should be. There should be because one like, thing is common. Like no basic basic like protocols of physical. Let me complete. Like the basic no, protocol I'm, of physical intimacy is a different thing. When we're talking about the parent-child relationship, it consists of a lot of things, and there should be a common ground. There should be a common ground in every parent-child relationship, but that has nothing to do with uh, the way that your uh like uh, like the, the 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 basic detail of the conversation is going on like for example take kartik for instance he addresses his mom and dad as tum right as like we generally use uh, in our friends and stuff like that right and that's not he's not disrespecting her, uh, his parents he's basically it's a way of top, talking right i never touch the feet of my mom it doesn't mean that i don't respect her and most people don't uh, do touch their mom's feet it doesn't mean that they respect her right respect exactly. their mother that was the point i was coming on that uh, this is the larger question that uh, how should you like uh, uh, conduct things that, how should you behave around your parents this is the larger question but the underlying question which needs to be common is that every parent child have two things three things actually love care uh, and mutual understanding. Uh, mutual understanding mutual understanding understanding okay love care respect and all the things and the second is especially very necessary is mutual understanding well there should be yeah. a discourse where the parent also listens to what their child is saying and the child also listens to what their parent is saying the problem is you the look problem around, lies look, with generation gap around. actually the problem lies with the with the generation gap the perspectives that are different that are differentiating between do, these two generations the, actually stop actually uh, creates an obstacle in the common in an open conversation between a parent and a child no. most yeah, of the times it happens not, that's what i am taking an extreme example here i am okay. not generalizing i am taking a, an extreme example here okay. um there have been many cases you can find it on youtube people have who have come forward and confessed their experiences uh, i remember this particular one uh, there was this girl okay and she was 
sexually abused by one of the relatives okay okay that, that as a child yeah. yeah she was uh, i guess uh, seven or eight and she she suffered this okay and she was really like horrified and like lost and everything and then after mustering up some courage she goes and tells the mother then the mother tells the grandfather they do nothing and after that the mother also says that okay uh, uh, it's not a big deal you should deal with it it's not so like things like that okay oh god Now, that's really an extreme example yeah so now they like things like uh, i guess the case was that uh, this particular relative was a little rich and he used to help them whenever they were facing any financial crisis or situation something like that okay and they needed to maintain a good relationship and now the woman is all grown up she is 35 or 40 she is like she doesn't talk to her parents especially her mother she hates her mother because of what she did well i can understand where the where that goes this is from. an yeah this is an extreme example we have to like give these things like we need to train okay the world is not so isolated anymore we are a globalized world we are going to be more and more globalized more and more well connected okay we have to we we are going to have more and more exposure to things whether it's a girl or a boy okay things will be will get more and more complicated because obviously there will be a lot more data inputs hmm yeah so we need to like talk about these things we have to address these things the mechanisms and all and all the conversation we get we should be a certain person we should be a gentleman and gentle women uh, gentlemen should act in this way gentle women should act yesterday we were way. talking about who the fuck is a gentleman <laughs> about writing yeah. a book tell me again something about that book like what how how do you plan to write that book and what are the things that you want to collect what are the information that you want to collect before uh, like uh, um the same thing like uh, in social situations for example uh, i i have seen people acting differently in different setting so for example i have money and uh, somebody is asking for help yeah Okay. Now, as a gentleman, should I help or not, or should I look into the matter and then help if I find it genuine, or should I ignore it, like all the way, just ignore it and rub it off and just go on with my life? Or, um, for example, the thing I was talking about, if someone is crying. so if i lend that person my shoulder to cry on 
hmm. or just give the person some sense of comfort or hmm. sense of safe space hmm. so that they can be well they can put out their vulnerability and just they can just cry their heart cry their heart out yeah so will i be considered a gentleman for doing that or will i be considered an opportunist well it depends upon their intention exactly and who the fuck talks about intentions no one they say your actions display your intentions <laughs> action never displays your intention your intentions actually uh from the mechanism of uh, your thinking and everything they actually gets action. yeah they drive your action they that's what drives your action your intention is the main thing that's the primal instinct that you've got to do everything that you have so that's the basic idea like uh, who the fuck is a gentleman yeah so he used to carry a professional suitcase and all dressed up in the tie and the um, coat and pant matching like the whole suit and all and okay. he used to have a tie and all the things like the things that were considered to be professional all shaved and all so there was a who was just uh, imagine yourself as an employee all beard grown and not so well groomed and all so why do you carry a handkerchief and he replies women cry man women cry <laughs> women cry my friend that's oh. why i carry a handkerchief even though i don't need it okay for context he was using tissues when he sneezed oh okay okay, okay. so that that is how etiquettes and culture were taught in that context the british context Okay. okay now we indians are just like we are literally a khichdi a mashup yeah the indian indian cultural context and the western culture western context. culture concept yeah yeah for example in our school we used to have fork and knife and we weren't allowed to use hands remember yeah i do remember which was so different from from what we use what culture we used to have at home yeah at the same the time you we had to sing hindi prayers in the choir and uh look a little excited but this part <laughs> so all i am saying is uh that we have to find some common ground in the process see that's the culture is you have to interact with a parent and there has to be as i said that love and care and mutual respect and understanding should be there this should be common this should be the thing that people should be taught they should be okay. trained for okay okay and now how the dynamics play out how you achieve that mutual understanding is up to you okay that's your creativity so that's my point the code of conduct doesn't mean that okay like i am giving statements to you like a ro- for you to follow like a robot like you say thank you to alexa and she sing you are very 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 well <laughs> i'm not saying to you to do that use your own brain <laughs> I, like, people should be 
I, yeah. people should be told what they have to achieve and the how part should be left on them yeah that's okay that's something that makes sense like give yeah give some context of how actually mutual respect mutual mutual understanding is the basic thing uh, in uh, in every parent child relationship and that's the thing which is missing in majority of the uh, of the relationships that you see majority of the parent child yeah. relationships that you see not that's not only parent child everywhere teacher yeah. student normal relationships yeah romantic relationships friendships everywhere this thing is missing because well not in friendships about. not in friendship i wouldn't say that because most of the friends that i've made in my life i don't really th- think that i have this uh, lack of mutual understanding among them you may be a person to figure out the how part not everyone is What, i was i was able to i was able to figure out I've, only yeah. j- only um, j- just in this one relationship that's why i i'm really comfortable with my friends not exactly everyone but uh, i'm really comfortable with my friends but not uh, everyone else all the other relationships that i have i'm not really comfortable yeah. around my not it's not that i'm not comfortable around my parents but i'm not able to express everything comfortably as comfortably as i can do with my friends to my parents and that mm. should that should be the so prerequisite right you you had a lot of disturbances and you have to get a different internet connection i think so you have to do it otherwise i i, I won't i won't be recording with you i promise i i'm not ready to i'm not ready to have this kind of thing i'm not ready to have this kind of thing all over again every time that i record with you don't worry i'll be going going back on forth and after that you will have a stable internet connection though most probably you will have to make out time in the evening not in the morning nice. and on saturdays and sundays because i have college 